and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Today's episode is part of the Fire Up Your Moxie chat series here on the show. These one-on-one talks with vivacious, tenacious, courageous, and divinely gracious women are listener favorites and truly fill my soul tank as well. Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, Barbara Betts. Barb has been a licensed realtor since 2003. Together with her husband, they own the Betts Realty Group, a boutique brokerage located in Long Beach, California. As a broker owner, she has a clear focus on building a brokerage for the future with innovative ideas, creative thinking, and a family-like culture. For her entire career, she has had a philosophy of real estate by relationship, where she has consistently built a business that has resulted in a steady stream of repeat and referral business. Recognized as a top producer, her true joy is in helping her clients reach their real estate goals, whether it's buying, selling, or investing. She has a passion for her industry and gives back by teaching and coaching other realtors and is highly involved at the local, state, and national levels. In her spare time, you can find her at a dance event with her daughter or supporting her son in his professional professional baseball career. During our chat today, she's going to share how her dreams are starting to move to the top of her list and what she's doing to make it happen. All right, without further ado, here's Barb. (laughs) Okay, let's just get right into this. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, Barb. Everyone, I'm super excited for you to meet Barbara Betts. Oh my goodness. Um, Many of you have heard me talk uh, to and about Barb over the last couple of years. We met during the first Woman Up conference that California Association of Realtors hosted down in Pasadena, California, and we have been soul sisters ever since. Oh my goodness. Uh, So instead of me reading your bio, Barb, I would love for you to share with the community who you are and what you kind of have up your sleeve for who you want to show up as in 2019. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I have absolutely loved getting to know you and you definitely not only are soul sister, but you're a mentor and someone I look up to. So I appreciate you for that. Um, So my name is Barbara Betts. I have actually as of lately been um, actually going by Barb a little bit more, which is kind of interesting for me to happen later in my life and my career. Um, I went by many things growing up. Barbara's my legal name, but I am very much known as Barb and I love it. It's kind of a youthful new, you know, spin on, on my name and my life. Um, I am a broker owner of a um, independent boutique real estate company in Long Beach, California. I've been selling real estate since 2003. I know, I know. So finishing up my 16th year, um, I do own the brokerage with my husband, who is also my business partner, and we have been married for going on 22 years. Um, And yes, we do work and live together and still like each other. Um, (laughs) We have raised, you know, I don't know that you're ever done raising kids, but we have two amazing children, um, a a son and a daughter, Chris and Mandy. And um, I have thoroughly enjoyed um, being a broker owner this year. And my word for 2019 is growth. And I want to grow in all areas of my life. Not only do I want to grow my brokerage and bring on more agents, I want to continue to grow my real estate practice because I do still actively sell every day with my husband. And I want to grow me. 
And I think growing me when we talk about 2019 is I had kids very young. So if you're not seeing my face, you can, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I am younger to have older children. And so my entire life since the day I graduated has been devoted to having kids and raising kids and having a family. And in, I think in that, sometimes you lose yourself a little bit. And so I'm excited for 2019 as my daughter's graduating high school, my son is off doing his things and now it's time to work on me and what do I really want and what's next for my life. And so I think in 2019, it's just growing in all of those areas and having, having more of a focus on growing myself and figuring out what's next for me. I love that. I love yeah. that. So that flows really beautifully into one of my favorite questions, which is how do you, Barb, define <laughs> success? So, you know, I've always been, I, I think successful is a feeling, right? I, I don't even know that there's a definition because it's different for everybody. I know there's an actual Webster's definition of success, <laughs> but for me, it's, it's a feeling. And so I know, number one, it's being the best version of who I can be. It's showing up as the best mom, the best wife, the best broker, the best realtor, the best friend. Um, I, for me, I, I feel I'm successful when I'm working towards my goals. Um, when I'm working towards something else that's bigger than me. Um, and then as we are kind of going to deep dive into, for me, success is, is momentum and consistency. Yes. So I run off momentum. And when I feel like I'm stuck or when I feel like I don't have the next escrow, the next agent I'm talking to, the next project I'm working on, um, eating healthy so that I'm working towards those health and fitness goals. If I don't have that momentum and I feel stuck. Oh, it's the most suffocating thing that I experience, And it's a challenge every day. Yes. You know, consistency is actually, it's one of those fundamental and foundational elements of any and every habit. Yeah. And I love how when I asked you what one habit you're trying to really build, it was consistency yes, as the habit. I know. I and, know. and I think that, you know, it's, it seems from an 11,000 foot level, like consistency should be so easy. I just do it every day at eight. Like what's the big deal? Yeah. I think it's just when we actually get into living that, if we don't protect our time, if we don't say, here are the three things that are the most important things to me on a daily basis, we just start rolling. We yes. really, and I don't think that, I really don't believe that we do it intentionally yes. to hurt ourselves. But the reality is whether it was our intention or not, it is absolutely 100%. <laughs> And that would be, that. that would be, yes, exactly. There, there's a, Lizzie is not, not having her brother um, hang out with her. Okay. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. So consistency is, we, we don't, cons, we don't stop being consistent on purpose, yeah. but regardless, it hurts us. Yeah. And so I think that there's so much beauty in that being a focus for you because it's, and, and, and actually opening the kimono and telling people that, right? I think part of being successful with consistency is saying to your husband, to your kids, to your besties, to your agents, these are the things that I want to be consistent with this year. Help keep me accountable. Absolutely. Gentle, but firm. 
you just described is something that I, that we all suffer from and it happens without us knowing and it's drift, right? You drift away slowly and you don't realize you're not being consistent with your workout. You're not being consistent with your lead generation activities for your business. You're not being consistent with your, your journaling and your affirmations and your planning and it happens everywhere. And, um, for me, that's why I know that I know that makes me successful, right? There's things we know make us successful. There's yes. things to know that define us as successful people. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that's not a habit that I'm trying to improve on a daily basis so that I can be more successful in whatever area I'm working on. So drift is a very, I think it's one of the biggest threats we have as not only business owners, women, and just humans in general is when you drift away from what you know is good for you. Absolutely. You know, th th this time of year in particular, people start talking about goals and goal setting and planning and all of those things. And, and I think that the people who talk about it most of the time are the people who do it. And that's about 10% 10, 10 or less of the population actually does it, right? We know that. I mean, I think it's actually like 4% that actually writes it down. Uh, so if you're talking around, you know, the, that top 5 to 10% of the population who's talking about it, if we can slay the drift, yep. if we can truly get to the point where even one thing that we're consistent with, one thing, it doesn't have to be every single thing, but if we truly can be consistent with that, it, you do feel the difference. You know, I, 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 that's why I love the challenges that people do, like the yeah. thankful challenge or the um, plank challenge or whatever it is, right? Because I think that the consistency, the building of a habit takes 63 days. And for so long, I don't know, when I was a kid, I remember being like, oh, just work out for two weeks and you're set. You've built a habit. Yeah. 21 <laughs> days, 30 days, 14 yeah. days. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty solid that it's 63. And, and so, you know, breaking it down saying, okay, 21 days, I'm going to be consistent with this thing. And then, then you're going to say, okay, I'm been consistent with that for 21 days. What I'm going to do it for another 21 and then I'm going to do it for another 21 and I'm going to have slayed it. It will be a habit at that point. Um, but still after that point, you still need a tribe. You need your lioness pride to remind you of what you said was important to you. Otherwise you do experience it. And I think that's, it's something that we all talk about at the beginning of the year. I think that it's something that is super important for us to talk about every single day. And we kind of talked about that when we were in the green room, right? About how for people who work in corporate America or who run these big public organizations, you know, January 1st is a big deal for them because it, it is truly the start of their business calendar. But for for entrepreneurs, for broker owners, for people who own their own space, we don't actually have to be in those chains. Yeah. And so if every day we wake up and we're like, okay, here's our goals for today, we're going to be consistent here, we, we can actually flow easier in that and, and avoid those pitfalls. So let's talk a little bit about um, the best advice that you have ever received uh, from someone in your life. And, and if you want to share who it was, let us know. So um, it's really just an affirmation that I learned years ago. And it's from Brian Buffini. It was just something I heard at a conference. And it was a theme of a, of a section in one of his conferences. And it's just stuck with me, um, gosh, for probably it's probably been 10 years since I, I heard this. Um, and it, it really was because I was caught in the rat race of, it probably was about 10 years ago when social media really started getting popular and you're seeing everyone's, um, 
social media image, right? Because we all know yes. that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a firm believer. I don't believe that, you know, you have to be, you can, that you're inauthentic on social media because you're just showing the happy parts of your life. That's kind of normal. Yeah. Um, like people are, I'm not going to go on Facebook one day and be like, I'm so angry at my client today. We had a terrible thing come up in a transaction. That's just not professional, right? right. It doesn't mean that it doesn't happen to me. Right. So I digress. Um, just being myself is good enough to be great is, has been my mantra for the last 10 years. And I think what that does is that brings me back centered and, and to who I am and that I don't have to pretend to be anybody else. I don't have to, um, pretend to be who I'm not. I don't have to be a different version of who I am because that's what society thinks I should do or because I saw it on social media or because someone else is doing it. So um, just being myself is good enough to be great. I have it on a little plaque that we got from this event and it's still sitting you know, in my home office. And it's just something I try to remember every day. And I remind my staff, I remind my agents on a daily basis that there's only so much you can do. And, and you just have to be yourself. And everyone is born with these capabilities and these magic powers to be human and amazing and we all have it inside of us sometimes we've got to unpeel it back sometimes we've got to pull down the walls sometimes yeah. we get help right having mentors and people to guide you but at the end of the day you have everything you need absolutely and i think that you know one of the things that i talk about in anything that has to do with firing up your moxie is guiding women and the bold men who support us really how to, to define who that best version of you is. I think that sometimes we get, we get stuck in actually knowing who she is. You yeah. know, we, we let the media define that. We, net, we let our husband or our kids or our friends define who that best version of us should be. And I think that even with goals, it starts to come out. So, so looking at who you are, what do you value? What do you truly value? What do you truly love to do? And how are you infusing your purpose into that life really leads you towards that. Who is that best version of me? Right. And so anyone who is listening, who has not gone through a values exercise or done anything, any work around finding out who you are, what you're truly passionate about. Now's the time to do it. You know, now, now do it now. That is only going to open up your heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit to what is truly meant to be in your world. And I think that when we are living that imposter life, when yeah. we are trying to do what someone else should be doing, but we think we should, that we cheat ourselves out of serving the people we're meant to serve because they can't find us because they're not looking in that place. They're looking for you where you should be, not yeah. where you are. Ah! Authenticity, I think, is something that's lacking, you know, so much in today's world. Yeah. Well, and that word I think is scary for a lot of people because what you, you kind of even alluded to it earlier, right? With Facebook, with social media, I think that we're, we're at a point now. I think that we're old enough in social media that we get that it, we aren't seeing every day, every second, every minute. I think we all understand the highlight reel syndrome. And, and for the most part, I actually appreciate that. I mean, I, I don't think social media should be a place where people are coming to get therapy on deep, dark, negative feelings. I think that it's okay to say I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you have to be Mary Poppins every day. Yeah. However, I think that 
you know, it is a place where you can come and be inspired. And if you, somebody's pulling you down because they're too positive, that's a signal to take a minute. <laughs> like why is somebody who's too positive bugging you too much? That's a red flag. One thing I, one thing I've really worked hard on learning in my life is that, and this is taking me a long time, that when someone is either bothering you, like you just said, or even the opposite, where someone's ouching you or isn't necessarily being kind or generous or the best version of themselves to you or taking something out on you, it's about more about them than it is about you. Mm -hmm. But I think the flip side happens with what you just said. If, if me being on Facebook and being positive and being inspirational and, and talking about great things that are happening in my life is bothering someone, they've got to look at themselves and see what's going on in them that's causing that reaction. Yeah. Because so it, it should, what I do in my life should not affect how you feel on a daily basis. And I see so many people are posting like, you know, the kind of jabs and the quotes about your life is so perfect and your Facebook life and all these types of things. And when I see those kinds of posts, I think to myself, they've got something going on. Yep. They've got something going on that is far bigger than me. Yep. Yep. It, it is. And that's why I mean, I think that uh, our, our graduating class, if you will, those of us who were the visionaries on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and Snapchat <laughs> and all that stuff from the very beginning, um, have learned how to navigate around that and how to not take those types of things personally. I used to because I am somebody who's positive. Me too. And, and so I, I would get people like, how do you stay so positive every day? I'm like, well, it's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I just wake up every day. I'm like, ah, today's the best day ever. Like I'm I have sure to choose to have a bad that. day every once in a while. Deborah. Yes, I do. And, and I, I have, I have the right to choose to be happy mm -hmm. and everyone has that right. They have that right. And for me in what I do and in being an empowerment coach and in being a positive light and wanting to illuminate those around me, I also have a responsibility to choose wisely. And, yeah. and so most of my choosing goes towards the positive, but there are times where I'm like, okay, I got a big, huge tear welling on my eyelash right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need, I need all, all y'all to like gather around me, circle the elephants, love on the mama. Uh, and it, it's a beautiful thing when you actually allow that vulnerability in. And I think that's where your authentic self can be. And some people stay there. Some people like to be that person. They like to be the person who's surrounded all the time. That's not my place. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm meant to be the person who's circling. And so I think that there's beauty in us all understanding where our lane is. Oh, Absolutely. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Woohoo. So I know we've talked about, um, we've talked about speaking and where you want to go kind of in the future. So let's, let's talk about that. Cause you sent a really awesome email to me and some of our other uh, soul sisters out there who do speaking professionally, who are trainers or who, who have kind of taking on that teacher role inside specific, the real estate space to kind of get some advice. So I'd love to have that conversation here so that others can hear what we've got to say. So hit me with your best questions on that. So, um, yeah, you know, just a little bit of backstory. Um, I've always wanted to be, when I was younger, I was going to be a teacher. Absolutely. Hands down. No question about it. I was going to go to school, get a liberal arts degree, and I was going to be a teacher, um, specifically <laughs> elementary. 
And I used to set up classroom in my home. When I was little, I would beg my mom to take me to the teacher supply store. I had great books. I had lesson plans. I mean, I was like way over the top crazy about being a teacher. I would, I would teach in my room at home and, and I love it. I've always wanted to do that. And then I got pregnant at 18, actually got pregnant at 17, had my child at 18. And so college got put on the back burner for me, uh, which is a whole nother story. Um, and so I never fulfilled that passion of getting my degree and becoming a teacher. Well, through many jobs landed in real estate, um, which I'm very grateful for and so happy that it happened the way it did. And I realized that what ended up happening as I built my career is I do still teach every day. I, I use my power and my passion of, of teaching and training um, through my clients right? I'm on the phone educating people every day. I'm in front of clients educating, listing appointments. You're giving a presentation when you're sitting on a listing appointment, whether you realize it or not. And um, so I, I, I do fulfill a little bit of that on a daily basis. Then you morph into owning a brokerage, right? I'm mentoring and teaching and training my agents on a daily basis. That's one of my jobs, one of my parts of my job description as a um, broker. So right. I'm doing all of those things. And then I get into this space of, you know, conferences and, and classes and, and, and I realize, and I've been asked to teach classes and, and give presentations. And I realize that when I'm on stage or when I'm in front of a, group, of a group of people, when I'm impacting and improving people's lives, that's where I get fired up. And what I realize is I do that with my clients as well, right? When, right. when I, I'm selling people the American dream and helping them through transactions and I'm impacting and improving their lives. So I'm fulfilling it there, but I just know there's a bigger scale to do it on. So what I'm dealing with right now is the conflict of selling homes and running my brokerage, which I will always do. And, and I, I fulfill a little bit of that teaching through there, but I want to do it on a bigger scale. And I know I'm good at it and I've been told I'm good at it and I get notes and I get emails after and text messages and you should be doing this all the time. And you, and, and so I, I've got this like fire in me that wants to do that, but it's like, where do you go next? You know, what buckets do you put your energy in? How do you get there? What's next? What's the first step? Yeah. And then if you're like me, when you have too many things going on in your head, when I have too many things going on between these ears, I shut down and I don't do any of them. Right. It's just a kind of a human nature. We, we can only handle so much, right? So many good ideas and, and no time to figure them out. So I'm just like, do nothing and go sell houses. Well, I think, you know, the first thing I would say is when you look at your life, when you look at all of the roles and all of the things that you want to do in a year, I think the first thing you need to do is, is put a little, uh, put a little time into thinking, how much time do I want to spend doing that? Mm -hmm. So if in your, in your real estate business, you <clears throat> are currently doing say 2000 hours a year, which I'm sure is probably an under, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to use a round number, 2000, you know, how many more hours do you want to work? Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I had to do the exact same thing when I decided to go all in with CAR on woman up. I had to say, okay, that's going to be 50% of my work time. Mm. Right. And so if I, if I want to work 2000 hours a year, Again, I understand it's a gross underestimation, yeah. but it's an easy number. Yeah. So uh, then a thousand is for a woman up and a thousand is for mox, my moxie work. Yeah. So then what inside that thousand hours can I accomplish? What do I have to let go of? And what, what do I, what do I keep? 
And so that's the first thing you need to figure out, Barb, is how much time do you want to take from what you are already doing? Do you want to slot yourself out of so that you can do the speaking and the training? Because it can't, it, it, you have to choose where you're going to create the margin. Is it, and we all know it's not going to be in your watching dance recitals or going to baseball games. Yeah. We already know that. hundred <laughs> percent. You know me well. So, so if it, if it's not coming out of that bucket, then it's got to come out of the work bucket. And so what inside your brokerage, what are you going to say no to? What are you going to give up? Right. And that it's, it feels, I can feel the tension, right. But it's okay because there it's time for you to let something go in there that you just haven't done yet. Well, and I think what's interesting about what you're saying is, is something else that, you know, when we talked a little bit ago about consistency, right. And habits, Um, when I look back on 2018 and I look back on, was I really intentional every day with my plan? Was I really intentional with my time? The answer is really no. Um, I had to do a lot of self, um, uh, you know, awareness of where, um, you know, it was a, 2018 was a great year, but I really went back and kind of audited my calendar and looked at where I was spending my time and looked at the gaps in my day, looked at what happened month to month production wise. And I realized that I have a lot more time than I, than I really capitalized on and I wasted a lot of time. And so that's kind of so far been my mindset for 2019 is, is I'm, I'm playing a game with myself. And if you're more consistent and more focused on your calendar and your to-do list and getting your stuff done, I'm a very free-spirited person. So if I play a game with myself where you get this done, you get to do this. So you don't get to slack on the lead generation. You don't get to slack on the brokerage activities, right? Because those are my responsibilities. But if I get these things done, then I get to do some content creation. Then I get to do some planning. Then I get to, you know, dream a little over here. Right. Um, It's only day three of the new year. (laughs) (laughs) But yesterday was a really good day. And so I appreciate what you're saying because in some ways I need to, yes, look at where I'm going to have to give up some things so that I can do other things. Yeah. I also need to look at, did I really show up 2000 hours last year? Did I really give it my all? And that's just me being honest with everyone. And I hope that helps people out there to realize that we're all not perfect. Right. Every day that I've sat in the office from eight 30 to five, which were many days, how long was I on social media when I didn't mean to be, how long was I just chatting with my staff about nothing important? Right. Right. Was really giving myself hundred percent. Um, and I don't think the answer was yes. So I a little bit of that next year and applying it in the other bucket. Well, and, and that, that's all around efficiency and effectiveness. Right. And, and that falls under like one of my top five values is mastery. And it's one that as an entrepreneur is very, very important, but also can be very elusive because of what you just said. It's like, I tell myself my time on social media is important Mm -hmm. because it is that time in between seeing people and and creating, uh, creating connection and relationship and, and doing what it is that I do living out my purpose, really being that spark that, that helps get people fired up but I don't need to do it eight hours a day. And so that's kind of part of that time blocking concept, right? It's so when I look, so when you look at your 2000 hours or whatever your number is, if it's 3000, 
if it's 4,000. Let's start after and see if it's really 2,000 hours, right? Well, 2080 is actually what a 40-hour work week is. There you go. So, so it's, but who works 40 hours a week anymore? I mean, not even corporate America works 40 hours a week. However, for me personally, that is a goal for me. I do not want, I mean, the part of the reason I started my own practice was so that I would have more freedom and control over my time. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that there is anything wrong with me saying I would love to work four hours a day. Yeah. I mean, the whole four hour work week kind of just blows my mind. Yeah. So yeah. for me, like four hours a day, if I could work four solid hours, most days, some days might go longer, but if I really could plan my life around that, that would be amazing. I would have more time for yoga and meditation and volunteering and all those other things that really, truly inspire me and and fire me up. And so when you look at that time, and so for me, when I looked at what's happening with the woman up initiative and saying, okay, you know, that's, that isn't a forever, please God, like, let us not have to worry about this conversation, right? Empowering women into Oprah ownership forever. But if for the foreseeable future, it's going to be a good chunk of my time. And so really then if I look at that thousand hours and say, all right, so I want to keep my podcast up and each podcast takes me how long. And I want to make sure that I'm doing a weekly email, but I don't want to have to write that every week. So what I'm going to do. Okay. So I decided to do 52 moxie affirmations and get those all scheduled out now at the beginning of the year. So every week on Monday, people will get a little moxie affirmation in their inbox. And so that takes me um, one day to set up for the whole year and now it's off my list. And so that is what we're talking about here. It's if what is important to me is what I want to get done. How can I do it as efficiently and as effectively as possible? So if you want to teach inside your brokerage, and you want to teach on the outside, maybe a way to be more efficient with that is to plan out what your, what your program for your office is going to be this year, get all of that content together in January so that starting in February, you can not only do it for your office, but you can promote it to your associations. You can, you can start teaching outside of that space. Yeah. You do not have to recreate the wheel. And that's one thing that for anyone who is a teacher an instructor, a speaker, one of the worst things we can do to ourselves is put the shame and guilt on ourselves for having to create something new every time we get up in front of an audience. Mm. It is such a lie we tell ourselves. And it actually steals so much of the joy of doing what it is that we love to do, which is inspiring and educating people. And, and for you and I, it's more like edutainment, right? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Like we give a lot of ourselves and we're personalities in front and we want to, we engage and we really, we really give a lot of who we are. And, and so that is, that requires us to not have to be so in our head about what we're saying. And so if you have solid topics that you like to talk about, think about breaking them down, doing shorter segments once a month inside your office and then really building them into bigger classes for when you're outside the office. Right. So that you can look at that and say, okay, how it it may take me 15 hours to write a three hour class. Yeah. It might take you more. It might take you less, but if you give it a number, then you can schedule it and you can say, okay, that three hours, that's three weeks in my office. That's one class. Mm -hmm. Okay. Check. And you want to write six of those for the year. Great. Cause you don't have to write 11 new classes for your office. No, (laughs) 
you just don't. That's where we get stuck. And so if you think each year you want to write three, three new courses in four years, you'll have 12 courses. Mm-hmm. I see where like, you're going. You see where I'm going. That's a two day retreat. Yes. That's, and so, so you can really start to take all of that content and create something that in the future you'll be able to, when you've created more margin in your office and more margin in your life, and you aren't, you don't have as many dance recitals. <laughs> be ending very soon. And you know? we, yeah. So you'll have time, right? Yeah. And so you can plug that, plug the classes and plug that content into different formats. But for now, you know, what's super important to you is to teach your people. Yes. Right. Oh, absolutely. your people. That is huge priority for you, whether they're your clients or your employees. So write that out. What do you, what you really have on your heart to educate on this year and put that plan together. And then you can, add, like I said, you can add to it as you have more time. But if you know, you want to get those done, that is what allows us as creatives to actually get it done. Because what happens is when you, you, you have your hat on your brokerage owner hat and that she is fierce and focused and she has a start and a finish for every client. We're going to start, we're going to look, we're going to find, we're going to contract, we're going to close and it's done. Absolutely. Training in like that. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking is like that. And so it's crazy. You have to wrangle yourself. And so you have to set yourself up with. How, how much do I want to teach? How much content is that going to take? How long is it going to take to create that content? And then just work it out into your schedule. It, it, it will be life-changing. It is, it has been so life-changing for me with, and that's all I focus on, right? Is the consulting and the teaching and the writing. And so it really has helped clear out space to say, okay, now this year I want to do another e-course. And I don't, I'm not freaking out because I already know all my other content now. Gotcha. Yeah. No, it's, it's like you're, like you're saying, not recreating the wheel, right? I I already do this all on a daily basis. It's just all up here and and it's down in any kind of content or any kind of, you know, whether it's a video, a class, an outline, you know, who knows, a a talk, a keynote, many different ways. It's all here. I know it. I live it every day. Yes. Um, and, and I know that when I share that with people, whether it's on the phone with a client, whether it's with an agent who's struggling, whether it's with a whole team during a sales meeting, um, whether it's with my girlfriends, like, you know, we talked about, you know, I went to a movie and dinner last night with my girlfriends and shared stuff with them. It, it's in me. It's who I am. Yeah. I just want to get it to where I can share it with more because I know how that makes me feel. Yes. And I know how it helps others. And, and I'm all about helping others. In fact, I've been accused in the past of sharing too much, sharing too many of how we do business, sharing too much of what we do. And my opinion is it's not a secret, right? Yeah. There's plenty of houses to go around for everybody. There's plenty of clients to go around for everybody. But I have been in the past accused, well, you, sh- you shouldn't share everything. You're giving everyone all your secrets. I'm like, but I love doing it. And yeah. I love helping people. And that's who I am. Yeah. And so when we talk about just being myself is good enough to be great. And what's your moxie being you, right? Being who I am. Yep. If I was sitting back and I was, I was um, withdrawn and I was um, putting walls up and I was keeping secrets, I would, I would not be the best version of me. It, it's not who I am. Correct. And, and that's, that is, in the end, what is the most important that you know that and that you stay on your path in your lane. 
because those people serve the, you know, secret service type folks the best. The ones who don't want their agents online, the ones who don't want their agents sharing any details, they will attract those kind of people. Whereas you, you, you're like, Hey, I'm out touring around and here are my clients. Hey, you know, like they wouldn't do, you wouldn't do well working with, um, you know, super duper private people who don't like social media. (laughs) So I think, um, yeah, I, I, I really think at the end of the day, my biggest advice is write it out, get it out of your head, get it down on paper. What classes do you already have? Where, what do you want to teach in the coming year? And I think it's actually, it will rise up and smack you in your gorgeous face. You're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's right there. Because you do do it all the time. I was actually thinking when you were talking about how, um, you're already doing it every day. Like think also about how you can capture what you're doing every day. So if you do have a weekly get together with your agents, start recording that. Great idea. Start videoing that because you know, one of the things, Oh, I was talking uh, with Bernice Ross, who we both know, and we were talking about putting some courses together for uh, a woman up initiative. And I was like, you know, how am I going to make these different than what I do in my fire up Mm -hmm. practice? Like, what am I going to do that makes them different? And she was like, well, you have so much content. I'm like, yeah, but it's not my classes. And she was like, yes, but you have content. Like you've got these videos, you've had these chats. And I thought it's such a brilliant way to look at, at the fact that our life is content. Right. And so one of, one of the switches that I made this year is exactly what everyone who's listening is experiencing. That is you messaged me said, Hey, I've got a question. I'm, I'm looking to do this. And I'm like, okay, I, I would be, I would love to have that conversation with you, but we're going to record it because I know that this conversation is going to be good. I know that it's going to help other people. So let's record it. Let's get it out in the world so that anybody else who has those questions can benefit from the conversation we're going to have. And that in itself has made even how I have conversations different and, and more exciting really. So how can you do that? Like, how can you translate that into your world? How can you start connecting with yeah. the, the recording of and capturing of what you're already doing so you don't have to recreate the wheel, right? You give, you give a, a video expert a bunch of your content and they can create something for you. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely correct because we are already doing it. We're already, it's not like I sit down and go, what am I going to say about this? I live it every day. I breathe it every day. And, and the best, another piece of advice I've been given, and I'm sure you would support this, is when I think about what I want to talk about or what I want to teach on, it's, it's what could if right now today you called me and said, oh my gosh, I had someone cancel. I need you on stage in an hour. What could I go on stage and talk about without even having prepared? And that's because it yes. lives. Yes. And I, and I know what those topics are. And so it's just yeah. a matter of getting it down on paper and getting that out. And then, like you said, documenting it when I'm already talking about it all the time, it's pretty much all I talk about. So, <laughs> well, and that's, and that's a great right there. What you just said, like, those are the, that's where you start. And if this year is the year where you want to transition into be being and doing more around speaking and training, then instead of recreating content, use what you've got, get it out, get it all together Mm-hmm. and start with that so yeah. that you so that well, as you're creating the margin it you're already doing what it is that you want to do does that make sense 
Well, that's why the work-life balance talk I gave at CAR was so easy for me because I live that every day. Right. Every day. It's, it's in the forefront of my mind at all times. Yeah. And after that talk, I had multiple women come up to me in tears. Moms who are like, I'm missing, you know, soccer games to be at open houses. I'm, you know, oh. missing recitals and performances to go on appointments. And I, I never knew it could be any different. And like, oh my gosh, you know, that just pains me, but makes me so happy at the same time that they came and they heard and hopefully they'll go apply. And um, so it, it makes me far more fired up than just going on listing appointments every single day. Yeah, I do them and I love the end result of helping my clients. But when you're actually seeing the impact that you're making in someone's life, mm-hmm. it's so fulfilling. It just, again, it's my moxie. It fires me up every day. <laughs> well, and you know what? Honestly, Barb, when you when you slow down and you take a step back and, and you look at at your life, what you're basically saying is, I have found my purpose and I've known my purpose since I was a child. And now what your what your spirit, what your soul is seeking is the next step, yeah. right? Exactly. And and that that is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you can say, I, I know I love teaching my clients. I love teaching my agents. Now I'm ready to step to that next level and really pour into my, my real estate community and share these stories because for far too long, so many of the voices that were speaking from the stage were from a masculine point of view, whether it was a woman or a man speaking doesn't matter. It's, It was the same kind of looped. Yes. Here's what you do. Here's how you get business. You do say no to your kids' games. Someone's got to do it. Got to bring home the bacon. You know that that whole mantra. And that's why I think the beauty of Woman Up and what we're doing inside that group and the, the what's happening inside that my Power Women group is that women are really truly embracing the fact that hmm, more women are actually where I am in general than not. So I'm not alone. And I actually do have a voice that's worth sharing, that is worth spending the time to cultivate and to hone what my message is, to find my voice and to actually get out there on a stage because we need more women leading. We need more women speaking for this exact reason so that women are hearing what they're going through coming from stage. (laughs) It's it is it's relatability. It's relatability. It's relatability. And that's why I love, I absolutely love the new micro content. It's a, it's a kick for me because, um, in those short 15, although now you can loop a bunch on Instagram together, but, um, it's, it's relatability. It's, it's humanizing life. It's, it's yeah. talking about your good days and your bad days and it goes away in 24 hours and, oh, well, who cares? I said it, it's gone tomorrow. It won't be there anymore. Right. Um, but it's creating that relatability factor where people can relate that, oh, Barb does have a bad day. Oh, Barb does go to the grocery store and I do have friends and I do do other things than just sell houses. Right. Um, and, and here's the behind the scenes of what it looks like to prep a home for sale and all those different things that we can do to create that relatability factor. And I am a mom and I am at events and I do my sons of drinking age now. So I have a cocktail with him every once in a while. It just creates that relatability factor that I think is where if people really pay attention to social media and the authenticity about it, the relatability factor is really why we come back for more. It's because totally. we want to relate to someone else. You know, I, I don't know if you're a Netflixer or not. Um, but 
Ellen just launched uh, a new, her first stand-up since 2000. I have watched it, but it's, it's sitting on the, you should watch yeah. this. Yeah, it's all, it's called Relatable, right? Is it? It's called it Relatable. And, and it's, it's a great title because basically she was telling a friend, hey, I'm going to get you stand-up. And he was like, do you think you're so relatable? Like, like at your level, right? Somebody who could like in a drop of a hat, like write a check for a car or a house or whatever. Like, are you still relatable? Like you used to be. And the, I mean, it's hilarious. Well, I'm gonna Just wait, that. the bath mat scoot right at the beginning, you're going to start needing to pee your pants. It is so funny. Yeah. Um, but she's so good and she's so real. And she goes through these ebbs and flows of it's funny. It's not funny. Here's what happened to me when I came out of the closet and here's this and here, I mean, it, it was an emotional an emotionally evocative set. It wasn't all funny in other words. And I think that's what you're talking about that with your micro content that you're using for those of you who are not following Barb on Instagram you must immediately. Yeah, I, we'll make sure to drop all of her content, all of her bios and links and all that into the blog post for sure. But your stories are, I mean, they're becoming famous, right? It's because you're fun to watch because it's yeah. real. And it's not always like perfection. No, Sometimes you're like walking down the longest hall in history at a hotel. Because <laughs> I get lost in every hotel. That was so funny. Yesterday, I literally, it took, it took a lot in me, but I'm growth. And I told you growing myself is one of my words for 2019 or is yeah. my word for 2019. And I was getting ready to go to Pilates and I was sitting in my car and I had a few minutes and I just got out my camera and I don't go on camera without makeup on at all. And I have a Port Weinstein birthmark on my face that most people don't know about. And I did have a little bit of powder on because I do just put a little bit of powder on when I go because it looks like I got punched in the face and I don't like answering questions about why I got punched in the face. Right. But I went on my Instagram and I just talked about how, hey, it's me. I'm going to be a little bit not, I didn't say authentic because I am authentic. I am yeah. who I am. Right. But I'm, I'm, in 2019, my goal is to show the good, the bad and the ugly. And this is who I really am in the morning. And you don't often see this face. And I, hands down, been doing Insta stories for over a year now consistently, no less than 30, 40, I don't know, could have been 50. I didn't even count engagements. And I'm not saying that because I wanted the engagements from it. I'm saying that because I didn't realize how just being authentic or being showing a part of me that I normally am not comfortable showing yeah. related to so many people. Yeah. And so true. It was, yeah. So that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Insta stories and relatability and documenting your day. And that's a class as I'm talking it through in my head. Yeah. But it, it really showed that the human connection and, and why we, you and I love doing what we do and you do it on a much bigger scale than I do, obviously, but the teaching and the training and the impacting and improving people's lives is why I love doing that because you're creating connections with people and you're, and you're helping them with things that you didn't even know they were dealing with. Yes. So that's so beautiful. So do you feel like you've got a couple of action items that you can implement as far as getting the next Absolutely. steps in? Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. I think, I think for me and, and my advice to anyone listening that I'm really trying to work on and you've kind of clarified it for me is I have to give myself permission to work on it. 
right? I have to build it into my day. It's okay. It doesn't have to be something that just happens when I have extra time. If I really want this to be a goal, just like I have to lead generate so much every week. And I know my activity numbers like the back of my hand, because I've tracked for 16 years. I know exactly how many connections I need to make every week to my database in order to sell the amount of real estate I want to. I know how many realtors I have to reach out to and what networking events I have to go to, to grow my brokerage. Now I have to give myself permission to put that time in my calendar to spend an hour or two on Friday afternoon working on content. Yep. And it can't, it it can't be a reward for something. No, it has to be the reason you're taking the time. Yeah. And I, 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 not to say that I, I mean, I do love the the personal competition and gamifying our lives and giving ourselves treats, but this is something you want to do. So it needs to be the reason you're taking the time, not the reward for time already spent. So I love that. I think that there's, there's so many good nuggets in here before, before we go, I want to ask the straight up question. I know you kind of talked about it. We've talked about it a little bit, but uh, one of the questions I'm asking everyone this year is what does the word moxie mean to you? <laughs> I love that you asked this because I did, I had, didn't really know the answer. <laughs> and what I've determined is it's being you, being you just, okay. I already had it in my head. Just being yourself is good enough to be great. That's my moxie. Like be you, do you, and don't apologize for it right? Stop apologizing for who you are. Now, if you're not a very nice person and those people do exist, then work on yourself. I mean, let's be honest here. There are some not nice people out there and there's some negative Nellies out there. Okay. But if you're a generally positive person and you are doing good in the world and you're enjoying what you do in life and you're working hard at your goals and you're raising your family and maybe your kids Maybe you are at the dinner table at a restaurant and you're all on your phones. Who the heck cares? If that's you, do you. Like, don't apologize because you're answering an email to a client and, you're, and your kid's checking his Instagram for a second while you're waiting for your food to come. Don't apologize. Be you. Like, that's, that's it for me. I'm, I guess I got more fired up talking about it than I Wow. But quit apologizing for who you are. I've apologized way too much in my life. I've pretended to be somebody I've not. I've. I've not said things that needed to be said so much in my life because I was so afraid of what people were going to think about me. And if I had to go back and tell that little girl years and years and years ago, don't worry about what anyone else thinks about you because they're not really worrying about you anyways. You think they are, but they're not. So be you. I love it. Way more than I bargained for. (laughs) I love it. No, but it's that, that is, that's the essence of moxie. It's, it's similar to how do you define success, right? It ha- you, you know who you are, yeah. right? And you know where you want to work on things. Yeah. You know what you've slayed and what you still need to tame. You yeah. know, like that, we all know it. It's not, as adults, we know these things. Yeah. We need to be reminded of the, uh, our responsibility to be kind and to be humble and to honor and respect those who, who have earned that level of, you know, engagement in our world. (laughs) Uh, But moxie is, I think that's what I love the most about the word, like moxie and gumption. And these are words that are from days gone by that there are elements of them that I just, I want to re-infuse in our space. You know, we've got so much slang and gunk in, in our language right now. Yeah. Like there's some crazy, I mean, and we're like taking real words and losing all the vowels and somehow that's supposed to be a word. Now. 
<laughs> like, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm getting old because I don't get some of these things. I'm like, I have to go search on Google. What does that mean? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Um, part of that is not having kids. I don't have that like plug in <laughs> to the next gen. So I'll like, call, call my niece and I'm like, okay, what is yeah, this thing? Phone a niece. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, the last year, that whole salt thing. I'm like, what is that? What is that like guy? Like I had no idea. Anyways, I was set straight. Um, so I love it. I love your definition of moxie. I love your definition of success for all of the other questions that all of, you know, I usually ask like the three words, best advice, all those goodies that of course I'll be in the blog post. Barb has some great words that she shared in there. Uh, before we go, any last words of advice for the fire community? Um, don't be afraid to dream. I think that's something that I waited way too long to do. You know, I, I, I thought I just had to be in a box of helping people buy and sell homes. And again, so do that every day. And it's my primary job and my, it's my primary job description, but I can dream a little and I, I, I can do things that, I always had a passion for doing, and it's never too late. That's everything I'm having to learn at, um, since I am now have to put the number four in my age at the beginning. Um, <laughs> it's not too late. And I think that I went through a really weird 40 year old birthday, had kids young, have already raised them where most people just have toddlers at 40 or a lot of people have toddlers at 40 and I've already done it. And then I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm already done. Like life's over. No, it's not over. There's still time. There's so much time to do. No matter if you're 50, 60, 70, 80, 20, um, there's dream. It's okay. It's not too late. Dream be you. Um, these are all things that I'm, I feel like I'm just learning. I feel like I'm in preschool in, in these, in these concepts and, and, a, and it's part of growth and it's part of what I'm going to do for 2019 is at the end of 2019, I'm not going to be talking about anymore, just talking about, I'm always getting ready to do something. I'm always talking about doing something. I'm done talking and I'm done getting ready. It's time to actually do it. Woof. Oh my goodness. That is so beautiful, Barb. So for those of you out there listening who in particular in the real estate space, if you are looking for someone to speak into your agents, to help them understand work-life balance, to eat, to put their plan together for life and business and where they meet. Barb is your woman. And of course, as her classes start coming to fruition, we will add to the blog post, we'll add to the podcast links so that we'll keep you all up to date. And Barb will definitely be checking in with you throughout the year, not only at live uh, live conferences and such, such, but we'll see you on social media in your micro content and look forward to watching you really put into action these dreams, these big dreams that you have had on hold for so long. So congratulations on that. Again, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your heart and your vision and your vulnerability, your authenticity with the, with the community. So thanks so much. I wish you a fantastic 2019 and I look forward to many, many, many more years of conversation with you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have any questions on the chat, know someone who would be perfect for the show or would like to connect with me, please visit DebraTrapin.com and fill out the connect form. Darlings, until next time, remember to look for and be open to moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world. <laughs>